the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on The Word, of course, 100.7 FM, and also on podcast at The Word FM. 1007.com. And on today's program, we have the president of Summit Ministries, a local ministry here in Manitou Springs. Dr. Jeff Myers joins us for the entire entire program. <laughs> Jeff Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, partners. Yeah. Thank you. So a bio on Jeff. Dr. Jeff Myers is president of Summit Ministries, as I said, an educator and entrepreneur. He has become one of America's most respected authorities on youth leadership development. Through his speaking engagements and media appearances, Dr. Myers has become a fresh voice, offering humor and insight from a Christian worldview. He's the author of 16 books, including Understanding the Faith, Understanding the Times, and Understanding the Culture textbooks, which are studied by tens of thousands of students. He holds a Doctor of Philosophy degree from the University of Denver, and he and his wife Stephanie and their family live in Colorado. Well, Summit Ministries is a wonderful ministry. It's there for our youth to teach them a biblical worldview and to practically take it out to the world and explain it. But first, I want to meet Dr. Jeff a little bit more. We gave your bio, but what should we really, really know about you and, and what fires you up and, and, and why, you're, why you're now the president of Summit? My deepest passion is to prepare a generation of leaders who can stand for truth and fight against evil, fight against injustice, bring flourishing and blessing to the nations of the earth. And we do that. I do that personally by helping young adults understand a biblical worldview. So I was one of those kids. I grappled with my faith. Seven out of 10 young people who, who are significantly involved in church in their high school years no longer even attend church by the time they reach their mid-20s. But this is not inevitable. We can help young people find the answers to their most difficult questions and to be ones who stand strong in a culture that's really weak. So how did you end up as president well, at Summit? <laughs> I, I attended as a skeptical 17-year-old. I just graduated from high school, and I was intending to graduate from church. <laughs> I just I just couldn't find answers to the big questions. And to be fair, the people in my church, they were wonderful people, but their path to faith did not run through the difficult questions about how do we know there really is a God? How do we know the Bible is really true? How do we uh, what about hell? Are, isn't it intolerant to say that other people that we that we know truth that they don't know? All of those kinds of things. Those were my big questions. And it wasn't so much that I believed that somebody could find a 100% sure answer to those. But I wanted to know that people were asking those questions. They were thoughtful. Those were the questions that my classmates were asking. And I wanted to know that there were Christians who were thinking about them. So I came to Summit Ministries as a 17-year-old. My parents arranged for me to attend. I met Dr. David Noble, the founder of the program, and I said, man, I hope you have a lot of answers because I have a lot of questions. And he said, we aren't afraid of questions at Summit. 
And that's what I needed to hear, Kayam. I didn't need to hear that somebody, oh, you know, don't worry, kid. We got 100% of the answers for 100% of your questions. I just wanted to know there was somebody thinking and willing to engage and walk with me. And that's what I found at Summit. And that's the that's what I tried to provide young adults today. And then when he retired, you were were you the next president? Yeah. So when he retired, he had asked me to, to take his place. And <laughs> I, I asked him once, Hey, so why did you choose me to be the next president? And he said, well, Tiger, you were the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the truth is we, we shared a passion for understanding the times in which we live. We're both big readers. We love to study all these different areas from philosophy to economics to theology and everything else in between. Just curious people. And that's what I'm looking for. And I've shared with you before, I don't even necessarily ask students to be believers in Jesus when they attend our two-week program. But I do ask them, are you a learner? Are you a curious person? If you are, we're going to get along great. So, And how many years have you been? So I've been the president of Summit Ministries for 12 years now. Okay. And then we've had the opportunity to to now get to the place where we influence, uh, in our intensive training program, 70,000 young people every year. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So what are the problems that are out there in society that we as parents, and I have my children are between 11 and 20, that we don't realize, you know, how much things have changed since we were in school, since we were out there, what 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 do parents really need to know about the youth experience right now? Well, Scripture says that we need to know how to seek the truth. But the culture today says it's not about seeking the truth. It's about speaking your truth, because no one has any larger perspective on what's actually so. So young adults almost instantly, when they hear that message, feel isolated. They, they first feel empowered. Oh, I am the source of my own truth. You know, it's like, it's like being the thing that the compass needle points toward. Yeah, That's an, pretty awesome. At first, right? yeah. yeah. Until you realize that if the compass needle points toward you, you're always lost, not always found. So young adults today are experiencing this incredible sense of lostness. 75% of the young adults I work with say they do not have a sense of purpose that gives meaning to their lives. I want them to have that sense of purpose. But we first of all have to seek the truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, if you, if you follow my teachings, you'll be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the word truth he uses that's used there in the Greek, the word Jesus words were translated. The Greek word there is aletheia. It means reality. Jesus is not saying you'll know yourself better. You'll like yourself better. You'll be your own best friend. No, he's saying you will know actual reality. And a lot of times, kind of honestly, people don't want to know reality because reality is hard. Life is hard. There are difficult things that happen. And, you know, I don't necessarily know what to do in all of those situations. But when Jesus says you will know the truth, you'll know reality, and that will set you free. That's something I can hang my hat on because I want to be free. I want to be free from things that tear me down. I want to be free to build other people up. I want to be free from a society that that is intent on destroying everything that's good and true. And I want to be part of the solution. Where has the modern church failed here? I mean, we're here in the Colorado Springs, Pikes Peak area. We have nothing but churches upon churches and giant ministries upon giant ministries that are going out and making a worldwide impact. And and yet it seems like we've lost our home base. We've lost our town, our state politically, everything is drifting 
you know, I, I believe that the church is the power. The church, so goes the church, so goes the nation, without calling out specific names, because I know you're a ministry here and you want to, you know, you have relationships, but but we have to we have to walk in truth, right? What, we, what, do you, what do you see as the failures and what does the church, and I'm talking about the Sunday, you know, the day-to-day local church, not the ministries, need to do so that we can win our youth back and, re- and really everybody back? Regular listeners to this station will hear C.S. Lewis quoted all of the time, and they'll hear Dr. George Barna quoted all of the time. (laughs) George Barna says that eight out of ten people who regularly attend church and claim to be Christians do not have a biblical worldview. So here's what pastors deal with. They stand up to teach on Sunday morning, and they're looking out at a pew of ten people. Eight of those people are asking, is your story interesting? Does your story help me understand my story? Do I like myself better after listening to your stories? Only two are there to ask, what does God say in his word so that I can obey? That's a challenge for pastors every time they stand up in the pulpit. And a lot of them respond by thinking, well, you know, maybe I should just sort of soft pedal some of the difficult messages. Uh, And you can understand why they might do that. But that's not what young adults want. So I mentioned earlier, 70% of young adults say they walk essentially walk away from the church. They're no longer even attending those who regularly attended when they were teens, by the time they reached their mid-20s. Well, that's sad, but I don't always ask, how do I save the 70%? I ask, what characterizes the 30% who stay? And they're really looking at three things. Number one, a biblical worldview that's robust, that answers the challenges they face. So pastors, you want to be asking the question, listen, uh, when I finish my sermon, could someone talk about it around the water cooler at their workplace with non-believers and have them think, huh, what an interesting perspective. The second thing that young adults are looking for is actual personal mentoring, not just someone to, to tell them that they're good or, you know, to leave them in a Bible study, but someone to ask, hey, what's your job? What, would you, what are your career goals? How would you like to succeed? Here's how having a biblical worldview can help you do that. And I'm here. I'm going to walk alongside of you. And the third thing that they're looking for is vibrant community of people who are living out their faith. My goal raising my kids was always, I want them to be in a place where they know that the coolest, smartest, most interesting, most successful people they know are all people who love Jesus with all their heart. Well, let's bring it back to the parents themselves. Let's put it squarely on those who are supposed to be educating their children. We can't blame everything on the pastors. (laughs) Well, what, what can parents do at home other than sending their children to your program? But in the long term, what, how should we be conducting our households? So that, you know, our children aren't these, you know, that, that, that they can step forward and be their own people. Well, there, there are three things I think I am. And, and the first one, a lot of parents automatically buy into and they agree with. And that is helping our children understand that they bear the image of a knowing, loving creator. That they're here on purpose. They are a miracle. And we are surrounded by other miracles everywhere we go. The very existence of our lives is, an, is a miracle. So we, we, what does that mean? How do we treat other people based on that knowledge? The second thing is relationship is to actually, I teach my students, you need old people, find people who know something more than you hang out with them, take them out to coffee. We want our children to know that we're not the only ones. There are lots of other people out there. And then the third thing is to help them find their calling in life. Uh, I, I really focus on, you know, what is it? Uh, what are the things, the experiences you've had where things that return energy to you and make you feel more alive? Once you start that process, you're engaging them with questions. So how do you, you know, how do you know that? Where did you learn about that? I, I tell you, 
number one hack for parenting that I ever learned, just play dumb. Just ask a lot of questions. Don't ever underestimate the value of playing dumb. I don't understand. Why are people watching that show? I don't understand. Why are people listening to that song? I don't get that video game. Why do people, you know, let them talk? Excellent. Excellent on that. And, and uh, you know, my wife tells me all the time, she said, you, you know, you ask people questions on the radio. Why don't you do it to our children? Mm. Just interview them at home. So uh, I'm hearing that back from you, and she may be listening, so I'm going to hear, hear that back from her. You're listening to Partners in the Gospel. When we come back, we're continuing our conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers. He's the president of Summit Ministries here in the Colorado Springs area, raising up our youth to know their values, to know Jesus, to know a biblical worldview. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we'll be right back on Partners in the Gospel. Hi, my name is Scott Bottoms, and I am a pastor of Church at Briargate and also a state representative, and I'm excited about The Peak. This is a great radio program talking about local community information, talking to community leadership, asking tough questions and a Christian perspective on local politics and what's happening all over the region. So listen Monday through Thursday to The Peak, AM 1460, FM 101.1, The Answer. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we're continuing our conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers. He's the president of Summit Ministries here in Colorado Springs, actually Manitou Springs, and they have an awesome program. They, they do a lot of different training, but their signature is an 11-day, really intensive camp um, that... that um, Six, 16 to 22 year olds, 16, 16 to 22 year olds 16, will attend this from yeah, all over the world. And they come in and they're grounded in a biblical worldview and how to bring it out to the world and explain it in a world that is becoming incredibly well, ignorant first and then hostile second to a biblical worldview. And you can get all the information on that on summit.org, summit.org. Their next uh, class is coming up here in the Springs and also in Georgia uh, on May 19th. And uh, stick around to the end of the program. We'll give you a coupon code, a discount code for sending your youth to that. Now, Jeff, um, a couple of months ago, I reached out to Summit. You're really busy, and I'm so happy to get you here. But I read an article. You're a guest columnist uh, occasionally in the Daily Wire, and you wrote an article uh, titled, Congratulations, America, You've Raised a Generation of Terrorist Sympathizers. And, um, you know, you were speaking my language, and, and, and it really got to the point. It was a great article, and um, people should Google it and go on Daily Wire and find it. But this is about how in the world did we as Americans raise up a generation that allies themselves with Hamas, like the most evil butchers on the planet right now, that, that what they did against Israel, I mean, we just show the hatred and what they did against men, women, children, babies. And yet we have so many people, even people in what they would call marginalized, right, the gay community or minority community, is siding with them even though – <laughs> if you're homosexual, you don't want to go to Gaza. That's for sure. You're going to find a better place in Tel Aviv. Not that I like that, but that's a reality of this world. How did we raise a generation of terrorist sympathizers, Jeff? 
Well, there there's kind of a confluence of things here. First of all, just the loss of truth. More people today than not say, I don't try to seek the truth. I just try to speak my truth. So automatically, they have no standards by which they would evaluate the truth claims that they might hear. That's number one. Number two is sort of a postmodern mindset that says the entire world can be divided up into two groups, oppressors and the oppressed. And if we can figure out who the oppressed are, then we can stand against the oppressors. It's all very simple. Your life is going to be super easy. The third thing is young adults have been trained that America is not good. They have, they look at America's founding and they've, they've been given indoctrination that America is somehow evil. This is the freest country that's produced greater blessing for the entire world than anything else. But if you're a Marxist and you want that torn down, you've got to somehow create doubt. So only 16% of young adults, they say they believe that, um, that they're proud to be Americans. Once you take all of those things, you're automatically going to see people siding with those they believe are oppressed. So they don't make fine distinctions. You know, people go out in the streets and chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You're like, what river? They have no idea. They have no idea what they're talking about. What sea? They don't know. They don't they don't really consider the possibility that there's a third factor here in this Hamas group that oppresses the Palestinians and also attacks Israelis is actually the cause of this terror. You know, I, it's amazing, and in this world of DEI and cultural Marxism, where you need to find the oppressed and the oppressor, when you look at the Jewish people, I mean, what category are you, I mean, this blows the DEI mind, right? What category do you put us into? Obviously, we've been the oppressed and persecuted people throughout history, but now we're being called white colonialists. Go to Israel. See how many different colors of people. They're not white. Even most Israelis are not white. Only those from, from uh, Europe, from Western Europe, really are. So... What happens when you have the people who are the most oppressed also be accused of being some of the most successful people on the planet, right? Supposedly control Hollywood, all the business success. That blows the entire Marxist model out because the most oppressed people have become the most successful people. And so rather than walking in that truth and getting rid of their ideology, what is the answer? Kill the Jews. Right. That's where we're at. Because if you have a narrative that's a religion – and you're not willing to let it stand up against truth, then you have to destroy those who stand for truth. And that's where Jews have stood throughout history. Again, not saying that Israel, it's, it's, a, it's a state. <laughs> not politically, I don't agree with it all, but um, we have to know good and we have to know evil and we have to know God and we have to know Satan in order to navigate through this. So this article that you wrote, what what was the what what were your conclusions and what are your suggestions? Well, for, for, uh, there's several things. What you said about Israel is is fascinating, and a lot of people don't realize this. Israel is a nation made up of people of 103 different nationalities speaking 82 different languages. People literally from all over the world. It has become very successful. It is the fourth most successful economy in the world today. If you take into consideration all the different economic factors, it's it's so it's extraordinarily successful. Why and how? It's, well, the work ethic, but also the sense of unity that Jewish people feel. And not everybody in Israel is Jewish. You know, 25, 20, 20, almost, yeah, more than 25% of the population are people who are Israeli citizens who are Arab in their background. But you have one democracy in the Middle East, okay? So you got 12 million Jews or 15 million Jews in the entire world, 1.6 billion Muslims, 2.5 billion Christians. 
This is a tiny, tiny minority. Half the Jews in the world today live in Israel. They have somehow turned it into one of the most successful nations in the world. But that's where the narrative gets twisted sideways, you see, because somebody looks at it and says, well, Israel's successful because they have the back in the United States. The United States is evil. Therefore, Israel is evil. And they stole the land. They stole the land. Palestinians are being oppressed by them. And therefore, I'm going to stand with the Palestinians. The only righteous thing I can possibly think of to do. That's how people see it. But they haven't actually stepped back to ask the question. What is what's the reality on the ground? What is the situation that Israel faces being surrounded by enemies? Uh, why? How is it that this group Hamas that controls Gaza actually doesn't care about its own people? What they care about instead is the annihilation of the state of Israel. What do you do in that situation? There are not simple answers to it. You don't, but you don't have to say I support everything the Israeli government does to realize that the narrative you're being given is propaganda. And what's really amazing in a world where playing the victim card is every day that stop bringing up the Holocaust already, Israel. I mean, you've played that card enough. It's really it's really quite amazing. The funny thing how is how evil most, and twisted this is. You know, most Israelis that I know, I've just recently there, uh, they do not see themselves as victims no. in this. They they believe they have a right to exist as people, as a people group, and as a nation, and they're willing to fight for that. They don't see themselves as victims, and actually, that's what allowed them to be successful. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about mentorship and mentoring our youth. You know, what is true mentorship, and how can people get involved in the lives of youth in order to, you know, and not just leave it to the pastor, and even, you know, not just necessarily leave it to parents, you know, the people, youth in our lives, uh, in order to to come alongside them what's what's the best way to go about well kaim what i what i find in working with now my third generation of young people that i've worked with i started with my own generation gen x then worked with millennials now i work with gen z and what i have found is true through all those generations is focusing on helping them get a vision okay uh what does god see in this situation what is god god what do you hear what do you see what do you want to draw my attention to the second thing is discover that source of your motivation based on your design what returns energy to you and makes you feel more alive third is resilience if you want to get stronger you got to go to the gym you got to encounter resistance and then fourth just set a goal step out there don't think that failing is bad. Take the opportunity to fail and try then to succeed later on. We do that in so many areas of life. Why don't we think about that as a whole life plan? Well, for 11 days, students, youth can go to your program, Summit Ministries. Again, the website for that is summit.org, summit.org. And you have your your next group of classes happening here in Manitou Springs and also in Georgia coming up on May 19th. When Parents and and others send youth to this program. What do they experience over those 11 days? The first thing they will find is they're young adults from all over the country who want to be people who make a difference in the world. So for any young person who thinks, "I I don't think I'm just here to take up space. I don't think I'm here just to try to have a minimal carbon footprint. I think I'm actually here to do something that will make a difference. And then they meet other. You too? You think you should make a difference? Well, in what area? What are you thinking about studying? And then we bring in these top Christian thought leaders who are the acknowledged world experts on everything from apologetics to economics to help students find answers to the tough questions that they are asking about the world and uh, about God and about their relationship to the world. 
that begins the basis in classes and in open forums where they can ask the professors any questions they want in small groups and in one-on-one mentoring of beginning to be the kind of person who does have a sense of meaning in the world and therefore can develop a sense of purpose in their own personal lives. And what else is involved with the program? It's it's not just sitting in classes all the time, right? Well, well, we are in Colorado and in Georgia in two beautiful locations. During some of the nicest weather of so, the year, yeah. so we spent a lot of time playing. We spent a lot of time playing sports. We spent a lot of time whitewater rafting, doing things like that. You don't have to be an athlete to attend this program. You can be a person of any skill level in anything. But if, you, if you're the sort of person who's curious, if you like to learn, and if you have big questions, we're going to get along great. Okay. Wonderful. Well, Summit Ministries at summit.org. This is where you go for all of the information uh, about the program and to register again coming up May 19th. Two locations, one in Colorado, one out in Georgia. And it's every 11 days all summer. Right. Okay. I just want to, yeah, so it's yeah, not just I, May 19th. Right. Yes. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. So you just keep going and going all and summer. going and going all through the summer while the students are out of school. There is a cost to it, but. Um, until March 31st, there is a $100 early bird special, and we were given a special promo code just for our listeners, and that is Salem24, Salem24. Put that in, and um, and you get another $200 off the program. Dr. Jeff Myers, thank you so much for being on Partners in the Gospel. Really enjoyed being on the show with you, Kim. It's great having you here. Uh, we here on Partners in the Gospel really want to encourage you to get out and do something in our community. We can't allow the church to just sit on its you-know-what and do nothing. So it's great what Summit Ministries is doing, but you get out and do something for our community. Get grounded in a biblical worldview for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.